0: welcome to the rain city podcast this is a place for you to revive your soul restore your god-given identity and ready to be released back into the world through the kingdom of god in today's modern digital age we're more isolated and divided than ever COVID has exacerbated this problem with quarantining and remote work. But now as social media platforms like TikTok have been prevalent and influencing the minds of today's youth. And there's things like quiet quitting that exists. There's a lot of opposing forces that lead people to isolate more from one another. And there's the fear of being rejected, which is on the rise. And levels of depression are higher than ever. So we're just becoming a more antisocial problem. But in today's episode, we're going to be talking about why finding the right friends and finding the right group of people are so important in helping you to reach your full potential and why you should invest in those friendships fortunately for you today we have some resident gurus in the house <laughs> today we have with us the living breathing walking care bear whose superpower is calling people for no reason messaging people to check up on them <laughs> and just one of the most supportive and loving people i know so welcome becca Aww,
1: thanks for the intro chai
0: and we also have with us the princess of pizzazz oh often to refer to Often referred to as the mythological life of the party, quote, quote, and now retired stay at home board games, river district socialite, (laughs) Jess.
2: (laughs) Wow. Thanks, I guess.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, we're talking about friends today. I think... You know becca you moved here from toronto but you seem to make friends everywhere you go mm. and it really comes natural to you so i'm just curious like how do you see friendship and like what does it mean to you
1: mm, that's a really good question ty um i think what you said in the beginning i'm just quite warm to everyone everyone says i'm quite warm and i think i just treat people like i don't really know their story i don't know what they're going through so you just treat everyone with like kindness and compassion and in any way that i can like help them out or just like listen to them or just hear them out like that's just what i do uh yeah
2: honestly i totally agree i remember when becca first came to vancouver and um we weren't friends yet But she literally just came up to me and was like, hey, Jess, like, so good to see you. Can I give you a hug? We haven't really had time to like hang out, but like, let's hang out and get to know each other. (laughs) And I was like,
0: Um,
2: I think I am not used to people being that overly friendly, like the first couple of times. So I remember that Mm. took me by surprise, but it made me want to get to know you because Mm -hmm. you were so warm and you were like, Mm -hmm. I want to be friends. And I was like, yeah, I want to be
1: friends, too. (laughs)
0: Yeah, she's a hugger.
1: I am that a hugger. I I really <laughs> like hugs.
0: Yeah, that like reminds me of Jacob, where he just <laughs> gives everybody a hug and then takes them by surprise too. True. Mm. And I think it's especially unique because in Vancouver, which has been labeled as one of the hardest cities to make friends in mm-hmm. it's definitely not normal and everybody feels a little bit guarded so to have mm-hmm. somebody so open and so warm and mm-hmm. yeah you don't know, have like that like physical affection off the bat if it almost like makes you want to think like oh like what do you want like are you from a cult or are you like <laughs> wait, in a so pyramid scheme like what what do you want from me
2: wait so is that a toronto thing or is that like a becca thing like what is it because you that's said a like vancouver question. is really cold what's it like in toronto
1: i i feel like because that is what i've known that it's hard to be like oh maybe it's not like that in mm, toronto and maybe okay. it's not an everything thing yeah mm-hmm. that's fair um But I would say, like, I am very friendly and I like making people feel comfortable and Mm. warm. And I think I didn't realize I did that before. But once I realized I do that, it's like something I enjoy doing. Mm. Mm. Just making people feel welcome, comfortable, like connecting them with other people, just making people feel part of the community.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you find it easier in Toronto or is it about the same?
1: I feel like it's about the same, but I think that's because, like, I have a lot of hobbies and hobbies really bring people together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like whether that's like board games or volleyball it's like once you have mm-hmm. a common thing in toronto it's quite easy but like you like this and i like this let's be friends <laughs> <laughs> I wanna come over later yeah like, you yeah. meet someone off the street and you're like yeah oh we have this in common like we have these mutuals like okay yeah like yeah. come over to my house later like let's play some board games yeah. oh, i kind of love that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i
0: definitely experienced that for a little bit when i was in toronto for a mm-hmm. couple of weeks Like people are just so much more open to hanging out with you, even though they don't know you. Whereas I feel like in Vancouver, part of the reason why it's so hard is like people are always like testing you.
2: Okay. But would you say it's more like surface level hanging out? Or is it like surface level that is able to go deeper?
0: From my perspective, it's surface level.
2: Okay. Mm. Yeah.
0: So I think it's really easy to make surface level friends in Toronto. Um, Definitely much harder to make f- surface-level friends here. Mm-hmm. I don't, can't really comment on but mm-hmm. on like strong friendships, but that's just my experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that being said, I think even just people interactions now are um, so much more difficult because there's so many things that you have to like keep in mind on people. Like um, I feel like some people are. Um, more reserved because they don't they're afraid to like share certain views and like if people are like oh like I don't believe in that or like I, why well, I think this like there's just so much tension that mm-hmm. people are like walking on eggshells when they meet mm-hmm. new people um, and I think even just more in the secular society you know you kind of just like go with whatever people say and you just like nod your head and say yes and like i think that's why it's also harder to make friendships because you don't really truly know how somebody feels until like much later down mm, the road
1: that's true i have a question mm-hmm. i'm wondering um how do you know like when you meet someone and you become their friends and you start to get deeper like how do you know that's someone you want to keep in your life
0: mm. hmm.
2: that is a good question Um, I think for me, a big part of how I know someone want, like how I know I want someone in my my life is whether it's a life giving to me as in, you know, Mm. um, it doesn't drain me. I feel energized. Like I just enjoy spending time with you, even if we're not in conversation. So that's a big part for me. Um, and also friends who, like support you mm. i don't mean like blind support because that's silly mm. but i mean like friends who are like excited for you about the things that you're going through in life and not jealous i think yeah early friendships like early friendships that i had in like my early 20s looking back they were jealous friendships of like mm. Mm. even just jealous of your other friendships like oh like you're hanging yeah. out with this person but yeah. not hanging out with me yeah are like you know like oh you didn't invite me to this thing and it's yeah. like very like compare like comparing yeah, a yeah. lot very jealous yeah and i think those friendships really drained me and now that i have a lot of healthier friendships i understand that better and i think that's how i know i want to keep someone mm-hmm. as a friend mm. um yeah what about you Ty
0: yeah i think it's interesting transitioning from like when we we're high school to university and mm-hmm. even to now because um In university, because I went to business school, like, I went to UBC solder, there was a thing that people would always say was, your network is your net worth. (laughs) And so every single person is, like, literally networking with, like, people around them. So you can't really tell if you're friends, but Mm -hmm. everybody kind of is drinking the Kool-Aid. So, like, everybody's, like, shaking hands, so formal. And it's like, we're, like, 20 years old, you know? Like, this is not quote-unquote normal social behavior and you can really understand in that environment at least for me who is a genuine person and who's like there for business connections Mm. and because you're in, in that environment you're thinking like oh actually well i shouldn't like push people away just because they're transactional because in some shape or form maybe it benefits me in the future but you kind of know to stay away from certain people as well because It's always like a give and take. And so if they're like coming to you, it's, you know, they want something. Mm. And there's just something innate in the soul that I feel like it's like, oh, like, I don't really want that as Mm. a friend.
2: How do you know they're being genuine? Like, is it like Like that there's no transaction? Yeah, like, like 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 what if they're just like very nice, but like deep down there is like some kind of, you know, transactional mindset. Like, how do you know? How can you tell?
0: So the interesting thing is um, there's a quote, I can't remember, but it goes something like this where you can't really judge people's like actions, but you can really trust their motivation and incentives. Mm -hmm. And so over time, people cannot um, lie to themselves by how they act or what they do uh, more so. So like, it's not so much the action of itself, but like the compounded history that you then see a pattern and so like yeah so in the moment they'll give you something yeah. and then you're like oh wow like that was really nice of you and then like later on um they'll be like oh like can i have this thing but i think the difference is more more often than not the people that i guess lean towards being what they call like snakes <laughs> is um that they don't even have the patience to like wait They'll they'll perhaps give you something and then right after ask you for something or some people will have the audacity to just straight up ask you and they don't really do anything. Um, and Mm -hmm. those type of people are really, um, yeah it's like the opposite of what you're saying it's like it's energy taking and i know some for example like um people that i thought were decent friends that were like one level above like the transactional where i was like oh yeah like i like talking to them and then like down the road i would like ask them for help like for example like i was Mm. doing a lot of tiktoks and then there's this one guy that i know from um ubc who is popping off now on youtube and i was like wow like i probably could learn a lot from this guy so i reached out to him i was like hey man like I haven't seen you in a while, like, could you give me some tips? And he was just like, oh, yeah, just like do this, this, this. I'm like, "Okay, well, I I really could have just like Googled that. Mm -hmm. And then it was kind of just like I'm wasting your time sort of vibe Mm -hmm. from me. And then I was like, "Okay, like, you know what, that's fair. Like, you're busy. I get it. You know, just like we'll part our ways. Um, and then it's funny because i feel like through that interaction he then felt comfortable asking me for something and then like later like i think two or three weeks later he was like oh yeah can you like like and subscribe and boost one of my videos and i was like wow like that really just showed me and uh it's sort of like that like you can't it's like you can't lie you like Mm. innately you're gonna do what you're incentivized to do Mm. and what you're motivated to do and so like you can really see um, that it's it becomes quite apparent over time
1: mm, That's really good
0: yeah um, it, it r- I, I think that being said um, when you so when you do have somebody that's matching that energy for example like I think it's easy for us to think about like past relationships and like not want to um, potentially give that same energy back sometimes because you're like oh like I have a few group of people that I'm really close with already Um, so it's harder to like introduce a new person in your life so like how do you think either of you tried to like invest in new people because i think that is something that isn't really talked about a lot
1: um it's funny because i was talking to jess about this and i was like i feel like my friendship my friendship with maxine is has been getting closer and she's like oh like why do you say that and I was like, oh, like we just like share these like tips, like whether it's like nails or like what what big she wants to buy, like really like girl things. But it's like there's no gatekeeping, mm-hmm. um, meaning that. Like your friend who, Ty, like you reached out to about like YouTube stuff, like he would have just told you everything, like this is how I do it. This is like how you can do it, and how you can succeed. Mm-hmm. And that's like um, I forgot what the question was, but. I wanted to say that, that I really appreciate friends who are just so open that, mm-hmm. like Jess said, like they're not jealous of you, but they want to see you succeed as well. Mm-hmm. And so they're willing to like share, you know, what people think are quote unquote like secrets or like their Holy Grail items.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. But while you're talking, I thought about this verse, like Proverbs seventeen seventeen: A friend yes. loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. <laughs> and it just goes to show that like... Um, Yeah, like friends can always be there for you, but the people who are true in your life are the people who are going to be there. Like like your ride or dies, they're going to be there through Mm -hmm. the hardest times.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. I think in terms of like investing, I think actually it's a lot harder than people think, like investing in new Mm -hmm. people. And when I think about my past friendships, I feel like the ones that have lasted all have been equal investment on both ends Mm -hmm. and um because i think friendship is two-way the same as any kind of relationship Mm -hmm. and um yeah i think that like for example like i think someone has to reach out first so like with becca and i like becca was like hey i like i want to be friends but then i matched that and was like oh yeah like okay i will invest as well and Mm -hmm. And then maybe that could have been a one-off thing, but then I feel like we continued to invest time in each other and mm-hmm. that kind of grew into something yeah. more. Like, um, But yeah, I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting because from a guy's perspective, we're really bad at that. <laughs> like I think girls are really good at like investing in relationships, especially non romantic relationships. Like mm. like for example, the other day I was hanging out with my friend Cam. We we're going to the gym and then I bumped into his like girlfriend as well and she was going to the gym with her girlfriends. And then they like got lunch together. And I was like, What's the occasion? And they're like, Well, I'm just catching up, you know? Like, <laughs> I was like, well, like guys don't do that. It's like always feeling like there's something <sighs> that needs to be like said or done. Mm. And it's But I think guys are, because we're much more logical, like, even though it's, like, transactional, if you have that close friendship, it's, like, it's okay. I'm, like, oh, yeah, what what do you need help with? Like, I'm happy to help you. Um, Mm. But it's always, like, oh, what's up? Like, because I think guys are just, like, oh, like, I'm just going through my routine. Um, But how guys like to hang out with each other is, like, we'll play video games and then, like, go on Discord and Mm. stuff like that, which I personally don't do, but I have observed.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I, I actually feel, like, something I noticed about you, Ty, Um, is that sometimes when I look at Zach's calendar I'll see like oh dinner with Ty dinner with Ty or whatever and I feel like you're someone who despite being a guy (laughs) is good at you know being really aware and like reaching out to your friends that you want to keep close Mm -hmm. because I remember I was like oh Zach you're going out for dinner with Ty like what is it for he's like i don't know ty just reached out he wanted to hang out and i was like oh that's so nice (laughs) nice.
0: i will say that it felt a bit weird because i haven't like done that like with like that many people i'd say um definitely been a more recent thing like the last few years Mm. but i think um it's been part of like my it's not i wouldn't say a goal but a lifestyle change Mm. and i think it started during like covid too because like i was like going through a breakup and then i was like coming back to hang out spend more time with my friends and i realized like i was like neglecting some of my relationships Mm. because of like spending so much time with my significant other and i think you know when you start a new relationship that's very natural to do um but Uh, Well, I was also watching this like Netflix documentary called like Blue Zones or like 100 like people living to 100 and one of the biggest keys was having a community Mm. and so like even like in the old age like there's certain clusters of people that like purposely come together um, and I think that's why like you know for example having a church community is really important because you have people that like just naturally will gather together every Sunday and have lunch and things like that. Um, So just thinking about how I can be more intentional with the people in my life, which then led me to reach out to my sister, who I'm not that close with. Mm. And we had like a really uh, well growing up, we were kind of close. And then when we got to high school, like we just didn't talk to each other. And if anything, I would like approach her and she's like, leave me alone. (laughs) And then Mm. I just yeah, just we didn't talk. And it was interesting because during COVID um, over the years, my mom's always like, oh, you only have one sister like so you should like cherish her and in my head i'm like oh i don't even talk to her like we don't have anything in common like we're not close like why why would i want to talk to her um and then the more i thought about it i was like i only have one sister what does that mean and um what it really means to me now is um when you like bond with friendships it's like either you have something in common or there's something you like bond over like there's like trauma bonding or there's you know (laughs) Um, so yeah, similar situations mm. but when I think about a sibling it's like somebody that shared the womb with you and they came out and you guys lived in that same place You, like, lived under the same habitat in that same living situation for, like, 20, 30 years. Mm. So, you know, like, the ins and outs of, like, your parents. There's a subculture in your family that only that person or the people that grew up with you know and can relate to. And so, like, that's the thing that you will always have in common. And that's, like, unbreakable physical bond. And I think that was what I was, like, it really clicked for me. And then, yeah, I reached out to her. And we had a really awkward first hangout. Like she, she like came up to me. It was similar to Zach. She was like, "Oh, like I don't know, like what's the hangout for?" And I was like, "I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just wanted to reach out." And I was like, "Probably should be the first one to reach out because if we don't, then nobody's gonna reach out." Um, and I think I stuck by the model where it's like I'd rather live one awkward day than live with the regret of knowing like what if I reached out? Like how how different would our lives be and our relationship? and so when i think about doing that i was like okay well like all the other people in my life that i'm choosing to invest in i want to do that too and like you said Jess, like if it's a two-way street then i know that if i'm making the effort and potentially down the road that they don't that you know maybe it wasn't like meant to be either Mm. um but at least the person i want to be right now is like i just want to show the people that i really care about that i want them in my life and i'm i'm showing to show up for them Hmm. and um that's all i can do
2: has it made a difference with your sister like has she started reaching out a little bit more as well like are you noticing um reciprocation
0: uh yeah i think over the years definitely i mean right now she's in school so she's kind of like dealing with her own stuff Mm -hmm. but Every time I talk to her, it yeah, it seems like she can just, like, tell me everything and things like that. And it was kind of interesting because, yeah, that first time we had the conversation, we started getting really close. And then it felt really awkward for me because we weren't that close <laughs> for so long that I was like, I, I can't just, like, step into this. I need to ease into it. It's like, I need to take a step back. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think now, like, we're able to talk about things, which is really nice. Wow. Um, I, don't, I don't talk to her every single day, but when we do talk, it is we're able to share some.
2: Yeah. But it sounds like she, it meant a lot to her. Yeah. That you reached out, that she was willing to now share parts of her life that she didn't share with you before. So it Mm -hmm. sounds like this is the kind of situation where one side like pulls and then the other side reciprocates. And then Mm -hmm. you get a really good like friendship or relationship.
0: Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that easy, obviously, because Mm -hmm. I had to be the one reaching out. And like, that's a scary thing because you don't want to be rejected. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and i also like you know even like on my instagram page i like invited her to like my close friends and stuff like that and like we didn't talk but then i just showed her like my life you know Mm. and i just like opened that door and i think she could just see the person that i was and like what i was doing and like that then made her comfortable even though she never asked for those things and it felt a bit awkward for me but i was just like oh i want her to be in my life so i'd rather just like share that with her because if i can't then like who am I gonna share it with?
2: Mm, good mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, I think I just try to take that approach with, like, uh, like other people, and I think the way that I want to live is like treat everyone like my family, almost. Like mm. I want to have that level of closeness um, because we only have so much time and energy. So I'd I'd rather have these like deep rooted relationships than something that's a bit more like flimsy and come and go. And I think there's like a room for, you know, different types of relationships. But um, yeah, that's just kind of how I choose to invest, because I think you actually g- get to be part of someone's journey. And that's really magical. Um, and because you can't be a part of so many other people's journeys. Like when you find somebody that you're like, oh, OK, like, yeah, they, they, they do give me so much life and energy. Mm. And that is like almost like priceless. Mm. Um, and there's very few people in the world that you connect with.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I was I was looking at Ty and Jess, and I was pointing at them like these are the people I want to keep in my life, rather <laughs> die. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's also the quote of like you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with.
2: Mm. Hey, I was actually thinking about that. Um, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or popular opinion, but um, I think that friends can be someone's green flag Mm. yes yes so like for example um like when we met you know you mentioned cam earlier and then when we met alexis and we really liked her but this was before they were dating and i remember zach and i were talking about it and we were like do you think that we are Cam's green flag? Because like you said, like you are the average of the people you spend time with. And I think I felt really honored that Cam was willing to introduce us to this girl that he just met so early on. And I feel like on both ends, that's a good sign. Because mm-hmm. if you have a good relationship with your friends, you would be you know, proud to introduce people to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so i really like that idea of you know you surround yourself with people who are like you and you're kind of the average of your friends Mm
1: -hmm. becca any thoughts Mm, i feel like that's a really really good point um i think when you're looking for someone to date or you're dating someone yeah like their friends do matter Mm -hmm. Mm because they spend a lot of time with their friends they're influenced by their friends and you need those good friends in your life to tell you like, hey, you're like one degree off. Like, you know. Totally. Right? Mm -hmm. So I think having um, close friendships and like what Jess said about like your partner having good close friendships are definitely a green flag. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not so much just being an average of your friends, but they're like an extension of you in Mm. a way where, yeah, if you have a close friend, it's probably because in some shape or form they're like you or Mm -hmm. yeah if you guys are bonding over something like a sport or like a hobby that then that represents you so like when you present that to somebody else it's like you're like exposing a little bit of you externally through that person Mm
2: -hmm. Hmm. yeah i think kind of similar to what becca was saying too i think people with close friends like when you're newly trying to date them it demonstrates their ability to invest in like the people around them and Mm. you see like their other relationships and you're like, oh, I think given that that looks really good, I think (laughs) that they know how to invest in a good relationship with me. Mm. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of like what I was thinking about when you said that. Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think like when, um, yeah, you have like, let's say the five people in front of you and you can visibly see them when i guess you you yourself have changed to a point where potentially one or two of those people don't fit anymore i think that's why it's so hard to acknowledge because it's almost like you're acknowledging that that's not who you are anymore
1: oh my gosh i was just thinking about something similar and how i think we've talked about this before on the podcast like friendship Mm -hmm. breakups but just like as you grow out of a stage of your life and like what if you grow out of your friends too? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it just says that I don't think that you have to like, just because you go of a, a season that your friends go as well. But I think the important thing that I wanted to point out is that like, it's okay to have hard conversations and hard conversations are good and they can help deepen your friendship mm-hmm. and relationship. Mm-hmm. If you guys, you know, come to some kind of compromise or solution that you both, happy with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I
2: was recently thinking about this actually and I I think what makes friendships so hard is the fact that sometimes in different romantic relationships you can kind of anticipate that it might end Mm -hmm. like you know when you're newly with someone you're like maybe like a year or two or whatever you're like this could end but Mm -hmm. I feel like people don't anticipate that friendships can end Mm. because there's no like end date you don't necessarily break up with your friends Mm -hmm. but i think friends do break up yeah you know what i mean and i almost feel like sometimes those are the most painful ones because you don't anticipate you don't expect Mm -hmm. to break up with your friends Mm -hmm. um and it feels like an unexpected loss whereas you know when you when you're in a romantic relationship and things aren't going so well you can kind of anticipate that we will part ways Mm -hmm. but people don't necessarily think the same way about friendships
0: yeah, I've I've se- I've seen people like send a message just saying like, Oh, I don't want to hang out anymore and I thought that was like so crazy to me because it was like <laughs> do you really need to verbalize it? But I think in some cases you do. Mm-hmm. Especially like if somebody's messaging you and then like you're like you right. don't feel like you want to reply or things like yeah. that. Um mm-hmm. but also like you, you shouldn't always feel like like you need to be called for a person because i think sometimes mm-hmm. it can be a burden on you and if it becomes a burden then it takes you away from what necessarily god wants you to be or who yeah, god needs you to be mm-hmm. um i'll like use a good examples like when i went to toronto that first time i reconnected with somebody that i worked with a, a, lo- a long time ago and i was just so taken aback because i hadn't talked to this person like that much in fact we only talked when i was working and he reached out, and we had coffee, and then we like talked for like four or five hours in this coffee shop, and I was just like taken aback. I was like, "Wow, this guy is actually somebody that I feel like I could get really close with." And then we both met back up when we went back to Vancouver, and then like we started hanging out and stuff like that. And I was like, "Okay, wow, like I feel like this person has potential to be like a close friend." And I started slowly um, feeling that. I wasn't really called to this person and it was a weird um time because like i think there's a lot of things that we bonded over and we could talk about um but it could it, it felt like he really just relied on me and i was such a new person to him and at that time like i still had you know my other friends and but I felt like for him, I was, like, the, the number one. Yeah. And there was, like, a point in time where he, like, messaged me. He was, like, hey, man, like, you're not putting as much effort into this relationship or, like, this friendship. And, like, I feel like everybody's, like, leaving me and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it, it was a very tough time because I was, like, I want to be there for him, but it's feeling like a burden mm-hmm. because, like, I, I'd, like, I... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a friendship, um, but you don't talk about those, like like meta things where it's like well like i I do want to be there for you but then like i just came into your life and then you're like putting all this like baggage Mm -hmm. on me it's almost like if we're in a relationship it's like it's like too much too soon (laughs) and i just i didn't know how to tell him that because he was also in a bad place um but then we just kind of had a falling out and i i i don't regret it but i do feel for him because like one time i walked uh, was walking downtown I saw him on the street and it just we just like had an awkward high and mm. then we just walked away
2: yeah I think your concept of not everyone you're called to you're, you're not called to everyone is mm. something that I'm slowly starting to learn I think for me like a big part of you know reaching out to people or not reaching out to people is like you said my fear of being rejected of like, you know, similar to your friend, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to invest and reach out, but then being worried about being rejected. So doing that less. But I think um, from what you were saying, something that I'm learning to do is to reach out anyway and understand that maybe I'm not the person they're being called to and feeling OK about that. And that it's mm-hmm. not necessarily a rejection. It's just an understanding that, mm-hmm. you know, this is a season in life that maybe we're not meant to be friends or Mm -hmm. we just want to spend our time elsewhere and that's okay. And I think I'm slowly starting to learn that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. I feel like I am the opposite almost like it's not that I fear rejection, but I think what I'm learning is that I can't like lay my eggs out in like every single basket. Like Mm -hmm. if I want to keep Like my friends, let's say Jess and Ty, who I love very much in my life, like I need to invest in that relationship. And if I'm investing in all these other things, then I can't be investing in them. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just starting to realize and learn that like the love that I have is very valuable, and I can't just be like handing it out to everyone. Mm -hmm. Like I really need to that's good. Like hone in, and I feel like it's been such a blessing to hone in. Like Mm -hmm. Jess and I spent, and Zach spent the whole day together yesterday, just like. (laughs) adventuring and it was Mm -hmm. like so much fun and I didn't feel like oh like I should be elsewhere or I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like Mm -hmm. um, oh like I'm spending too much time with these friends like Mm -hmm. it just felt so intentional Mm -hmm. Um, yeah Um,
2: we recently have been talking about pruning Mm -hmm. you know like you know pruning things and just like Mm. letting things go Mm -hmm. and I I haven't necessarily had the breakup conversation with a friend before um and i've had to prune friendships and be really sad about how we're no longer close or just be really sad about missing that friendship Mm -hmm. that is no longer despite not having that breakup conversation oh it almost feels like with the breakup conversation at least you have some closure like okay this friendship is like done like you know, it's over. You can, like close the chapter. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I think the ones that you that you slowly let go of is very painful because you weren't anticipating to let go of it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the w- I use the word pruning because I feel like I am where I am, and mm-hmm. I was able to move forward because I let that go, mm-hmm. even though it was really painful. I think letting friends go, like sometimes it it's easy and sometimes it's really hard and Mm -hmm. sometimes it doesn't make sense but Mm -hmm. you kind of need to to move forward Mm -hmm. Mm. i don't know if that makes sense
0: yeah totally i think there's like two big instances over my life where that's happened like Mm -hmm. one was when i was in school and then two um just with like older like high school friends in university i vividly remember this moment because um, I was hanging out with all of the, I guess, like, top students in solder, And top I was, <laughs> like, top. one of my goals was like to become the top in the university. And like, honestly, I was really close. I applied for this scholarship, which is like top outstanding student. And I came second. Okay. And I found that out Good because of the wow. selection wow. committee. Wow, top. But it was also just because of this, amazing. The, the, the person that won, she just put on more extracurriculars. I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. It was a politics, <laughs> but i felt like i should have gotten it but anyways um i was hanging out with like yeah the top students and there was one moment where i didn't finish my stats homework Mm -hmm. and i was like hey guys like you all like sat in a room and i just entered it and they were hanging out and they all finished it together and then i was like oh can you just like help me like Mm -hmm. finish mine Mm -hmm. really quickly because i don't i missed a class i didn't really understand and um then they were like oh we're all hungry we're gonna go get dinner and like we'll come back and if you're still here then we'll help you out i was like oh okay and they got dinner they came back and they're all like oh actually we're all gonna go home and i was like i stuck there because i didn't go to class and i didn't even understand it and i just like felt so stressed because i was like wait aren't you guys my friends Mm. and at that moment they all left and then i just was like they're not my friends oh my goodness
1: Um, that makes me want to cry yeah and
0: that was in first year and so i never told any of them about this Mm -hmm. but that changed my perspective on them and i never i always kept arms distance from all of them because i had the reverse reaction where if any of them asked me for help Mm -hmm. i literally got out of bed right before Mm -hmm. i was going to sleep and i helped them and they finished it and they were like oh thank you and they were just like again like this like transactional but like i was like oh they're my friends like i'm gonna help them Mm -hmm. and then they just didn't see it that way they were just there, just trying to pass for themselves Mm. um and so that that's when i knew i was like i actually have a different vision for like the people that i want to surround myself with yeah um so that was one and then with my high school uh friend um i remember like i just had this like strong vision and i was realizing that one of my gifts is prophecy. And I was just like, I can see you doing this and I can see that when you do this, like there's a lot of life in you. And he just was like, like, oh, like, no, I think like I could like work at this place and then just like climb the ladder and just like continue to grind. And I was like, I, I don't think that's for you. And then the one time for like a couple months that he like got out of it and then started um, like pursuing this other career, it was hard, but he was like, oh, I'm like, like i feel like you know there's a light at the end of the tunnel there's like opportunity i could see his life changing and then like something happened and then um he reverted back to like basically working at that same place and i could just see that he reverted and i was just putting so much time and energy into like trying to get him to be the person that i could see him and that i think he is capable of but he couldn't really see it for himself and he's choosing not to be that person and making those hard choices And I kind of just, like, said, like, I had to, like, let go and, like, stop caring almost in a way because, like, I can support him. But if he didn't want to be that person, um, not that, like, you know, I should be dictating how he wants to live, but I could tell that it was affecting him. And, like, I was trying to be that person to, like, give him, like, discernment and, like, Mm -hmm. almost like a rebuke as somebody that really cares about him and he didn't want to accept that and i just had to walk away
2: well how much how much should you push your friends like to grow Mm -hmm. you know like what is
1: fair and what is too much that's a really good question um i don't know if there's like a one specific answer for it but i think something that steve says sometimes it's like you will like when you speak truth into someone's life, like you have to be willing to walk with them through it. Mm-hmm. Like you're not just going to walk around like you need this and I think you're like this. And mm-hmm. like, that's it. But <laughs> I think like you you need to be better, but do it on your own. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I like to use that as like a good that's basis. Good. Like, am I am I ready to share this with my friend and am I ready to walk with them through this to, mm-hmm. you know, be there for them, to support them, to encourage them? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think something that I've really appreciated with like Christian friendships is like people and Christian community, it's like, they will always remind you who you are in God. Like Mm -hmm. they're never
2: Mm
1: -hmm. going to, it's kind of like, you know, their heart is coming from a good place, but they're just there to like give you advice, like be like when you feel like you can't hear God, they, they're going to help you hear God. They're Mm going to show you, um, a clearer vision of who you are. And I think that's what we need sometimes or a lot of the times that we can stray Mm -hmm. or um are feeling down it's just that we need a reminder of who we are Mm -hmm. and we need to know our identity Mm -hmm. and that is like our strength Mm.
0: yeah i think that's so important like knowing your identity um i think when i was younger and like when i encountered that friend i was uh, you know like three four years ago but now I think it's a matter of like, are they open to receiving?
1: Mm, because if they're
0: not, then it yeah. possibly isn't the right time to be telling them. And there's also a difference where I think when you're really shining your light and you're stepping in God's presence and you are God confident, you know your identity and you, yeah, you're yeah, you just this beacon of life in other people's um, lives that they gravitate towards you and then like Mm -hmm. when you speak Mm -hmm. they listen Mm. and they're like motivated and the interesting thing is like motivating is motivation is fleeting and then as soon as you walk out they revert back to whatever Mm. quote-unquote darkness or like life that they were living before Mm -hmm. and they just almost like they can't do that without Mm -hmm. you and i think that was why i was like speaking to my or thinking about my friend that way because it felt like every time i was talking to him he was like oh yeah 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 and then i left and then he just like reverted back and there wasn't Mm. that extra step to say like i don't want to live like this anymore and i'm i'm realizing that there's certain people that are like that where you water them while you're there and they grow and then when you leave they don't Mm. and that's like a hard part because like i'm not your parent Mm -hmm. and like i i do care for you but to the extent where you're talking about limits like I think that's for me when I know the difference is like Mm. if I water you and then you know you continue to grow and I'm like okay that's great like I continue to water you and then you're growing and like I love seeing that and like I'm willing to walk that journey with you Mm. but then you know if like by yourself you know you revert and don't do those things I think that's a signal. Mm. Um, Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But uh, that being said I think I will um, end off this episode with two quotes from Proverbs that I think are very not very quotes. Sorry, <laughs> I always say quotes. <laughs> two verses. Two verses. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> correcting me. Um, the first one is Proverbs thirteen twenty. Walk with the wise and become wise, mm. for a companion of fools suffers harm.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, that one. That one. Uh, it's like a pretty deep. Mm. and then the second one is proverbs 27 6 wounds from a friend can be trusted but an enemy multiplies kisses
2: i'm gonna sit on that one (laughs) yeah because i'm curious what that means but i'll think about it
0: (laughs) yeah I, i think you know my interpretation of that is that For example, like if a a friend is rebuking you or giving you discernment, you shouldn't take that as like, oh, you're offending me. I'm hurt by it. You know, you're trying to, you know, put blame on me. But somebody who's like quote unquote not your friend, potentially an enemy, will be like, oh no, you're doing everything's fine. You're great, and they'll just continue it and almost they're thinking about your downfall because they're not willing to help you improve. So when I think about that, wow, that one. Okay. So, anyways, hope you. Had a good um, time listening and got some nuggets from today. Just remind you to reach out to your friends and ask them to hang out for no reason <laughs> because that's how you build friendships and invested in them. And so Amen. I'll leave you with that. And God bless you. See you next. See you next
1: time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>